Hey there, before we get started, I always forget to say this. Would you please go and take a moment and rate and review the podcast, wherever you listen to the podcast. It's super helpful, it helps people find the show, and it also gives me good feedback on how I can be making the show better, or how I can continue to be awesome. That was uncomfortable for me to say. Okay, thanks for doing that. All right, now we'll get started. Here we go. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. We, we hope, hope you enjoy, enjoy the show. <laughs> thank you very much, Eve and Lucy, and thank you for being here. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Eddie. It's nice to meet you. Maybe nice to see you again. On this show, we find ways to traverse this life together. Some of those ways will be random and small. Some will be big and brave, and we will probably, likely, definitely fail because we're not perfect. We are just doing our very best here. That's what the show is about. Wanted to tell you that it is a live show. For those of you that have listened before, you're like, you tell us this every week. But I tell you this uh, for two reasons. One, you may hear things that are like me stumbling over words. Uh, you know, I, I don't have a, I'm fine with reading out loud. I'm not being defensive about it. I'm just letting you know that we do this. I do this in one long take because I want to pull down that veil between the two of us. I want this to be as authentic as humanly possible in a weird medium where I create something in a studio in my room and send it into a cloud and somebody that I don't know downloads it. But I still want it to be as authentic as possible. Uh, with that said, we're going to get in today, into today's uh, main topic for issue six. Week six already. How about that? Issue six, the coffee ceremony. Headline, sense memory. Ethiopia is a special place, and sure, I'm biased because of our family's deep ties there. But objectively, Ethiopia holds a rarefied place in the world. They lay claim to, among many other things, the first humans, some of the earliest known people of Christian faith, an insanely delicious and unique cuisine. Uh, P.S. Google Maps yourself to an Ethiopian restaurant right now. Order the sampler and email me your gratitude. But they also lay claim to the invention of coffee. And coffee, as you may have guessed by my intensity just then, is the focus of today. A decade ago, during my first trip to Ethiopia, just as the afternoon sleepy jet lag haze started to hit, I picked up a strong smell of something wonderful, completely unknown, yet somehow still familiar. I made my way towards the smell, which led me to a courtyard and a group of people sitting around a small stove. One person was next, uh, was cooking something, and what I was smelling was the smoke that she was producing from that creation. Next to the fire, were a dozen empty espresso-sized cups prepared for something, as well as a pitcher that wasn't in use yet, but was clearly part of the moment that I'd stumbled into. As it turns out, I was drawn into a very normal occurrence in Ethiopia and Eritrea called the coffee ceremony. As often as three times a day, sometimes more, sometimes less, coffee is prepared and savored as a part of normal life. 
it's not uh, it's not only practical because you know caffeine is important, but it's also a communal, historical, and grounding moment that gives rhythm to life. If you'd like to watch the ins and outs of this full ceremony, I linked uh, in the article to an interested traveler who put together a good little two-minute documentary on it. But I will spoil the end of it uh, and tell you that at the end of the video, this traveler experienced what I experienced firsthand, that the coffee that you're about to drink in Ethiopia is mind-bendingly good. By American coffee standards, this coffee is basically espresso level strong. But by any standards, the coffee is deeply dimensional. You can taste the individual parts of the bean, the smoke, the thousands of brew cycles that came before you. You can taste the purity of the sugar, the history, and the earth. And for the 30 minutes preceding the actual service of the coffee, you can smell it. You can hear the people talking and you can feel yourself anticipating it. This whole daily occurrence opens up your whole being to prepare for what's about to happen. In America, I think the best context context we have for this is smelling something slow cooking for an afternoon. You may not be hungry, but you can anticipate in your nerves the goodness of what's to come. That's the power of sense memory. Back to Ethiopia. What I was drawn into was part of a ceremony where the host takes green beans and literally roasts them in a pan. Now, everyone in the U.S. gets very high and mighty about grinding your own beans fresh before each brew, and that's all well and good. But in Ethiopia, they roast the beans for each brew. Point, Ethiopia. But here's the real magic. When the beans start to roast, they begin to put off a very fragrant smoke. And instead of trying to manage that smoke and exhaust it into oblivion, the Ethiopian host takes a moment and walks the smoking pan of beans around the courtyard, through the rooms of the house, and into the senses of all those who are about to partake. It's not enough smoke for alarms to go off. It's just the perfect amount of incense from the altar of history. And in the location I was at, there were a lot of babies resting in cribs. And yes, the host gently moved the smoking beans over the cribs so the babies could smell it. And they loved it. They smiled, stared peacefully, clapped, and sat in the lingering haze of feeling that what had happened every day was about to happen again today. There was a softness to it, a knowing, a familiarity. It wasn't coffee to the babies. They weren't about to get a caffeine hit. It was a feeling of home. I got permission from Eve, my daughter, to tell you the next part. But just yesterday, like she's done countless times before, when I'm making my morning coffee, Eve just materialized by my side. Without either of us saying a word, I hold out the bag of beans and she just puts her face deep into it. She then breathes in deeply and gives a knowing, "Mm, I like that. Maybe she just likes the smell of coffee. It is a great smell. Smell. But maybe, and probably, that smell connects her to something deeper and more primal in her hard wiring. All of us know the power of sense memory. I obsess on coffee not because I need the caffeine, though I do, but because a great cup of coffee takes me back to my years in Seattle, sipping espresso vivace out of a paper cup during a chilly morning adventure with Brianne. 
It brings me to a conversation I had with my friend Ben many years ago as he shared with me his dream of opening a coffee shop that would serve as a creative and philanthropic hub for the center of Orlando. He did it, by the way. I drink coffee to remember my grandfather sitting with me in his study, (laughs) educating me on how to lower my tax liability. I was 13. I drink coffee and am back in Ethiopia in a room full of happy babies. Of course, there's a dark side to all of this as my senses are often at odds with my better angels. Eating, drinking, feeling, they are sometimes connected to pain and that mass pulls a lot of gravity from the healthier parts of me. But not always. And this morning, as I write this and sip coffee from my newest brewing obsession, more on that in a moment, I feel good. And this weekend, as I fire up the smoker to slow cook some ribs, every part of that over eight-hour journey of wafting smoke and being outside will be a dance with the better parts of life. What the Ethiopians have known for most of the world's history is what I seem to just be getting clued into. Ceremonies of the senses drive us towards community, peace, joy, and even home. What an honor it is to drink from that cup. Okay. Well, we are going to go to the free skate portion of the show now. And as I kind of briefly alluded to in the reading just now, I've got a new obsession and that obsession is called the Mocha Master. Okay. So a couple weeks ago, maybe it's like a month or more ago on Twitter, I was like, Hey, have y'all heard of this thing? And, uh, it, <laughs> it was like this beautiful coffee machine. And it was just like, I was initially struck by the design and the feedback that you all like, usually the Twitter responses to those kind of inquiries are kind of like tepid. They're like, yeah, I have one. Like I had people coming out of the woodwork texting me that I haven't heard from in years, DMs, which I probably didn't respond to, people responding to it. There is an obsessive fan base about this coffee machine. And of course, I went down the rabbit hole, started to read a ton about it and started to try to understand what makes this happen. So I reached out to Mocha Master (laughs) after I was into it and was like, Hey, I'm going to talk about your product. Uh, do you have a, a discount code? Which is what I ask a lot of people. Like I did that with Sunday last week. I'm just like, do you have a discount code? I'm not trying to get the hookup. I'm not trying to get sponsorship. Though, if you ever want to sponsor this show, <laughs> it would be helpful. But it wasn't like it was just trying to like pass along basically a discount code to you all. Uh, and to be honest, I would use the discount code as well. So I'm like, I will take 20% off right together. <laughs> I don't mind. Uh, and they went one, two, three, four steps above that. Um, one, they sent me one and it's crazy. Uh, it, I mean, it's crazy. I've never felt more happy to be that guy. I was like, yes, give it to me. Give, <laughs> uh, and I love it. Um, it, the coffee is exceptional. Uh, and the second thing is, is they're like, let's do better than a promo code. Let's give one away to someone who's listening. Uh, more on that later. Uh, and then the third thing, they're like, why don't we have like our smartest person who knows all about this coffee machine come on to nerd out with you? And so I am privileged to introduce Will, the director of sales uh, for Mocha Master USA. Will. Hello, Eddie. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> yeah, man. I am glad that you are here. Um, 
because when I kind of latch into something and get kind of obsessed on it, I I need my questions answered. And so the fact that you have actually been willing to come onto this show and answer my super random questions is awesome. Um, do you have a pretty rabid fan base with the Mocha Master? We do. We do. Absolutely. And, and I'm always happy to hop on and, and talk questions and talk shop. Uh, it's funny when I think about my start actually with Mocha Master, yeah. I started out actually on the customer service side. So I was talking to customers all day, every day on the phone. I then started going to some, some consumer based trade shows and just really quite frankly, I'd be on the floor for like eight, sometimes even 10 hours. And I would just be chatting about Mocha Master. So it was really fun. It's sort of ingrained in my roots within Mocha Master to, to chat shop and to chat about the products and, it's it's a wonderful product, so I'm always happy to talk about it. Well, I appreciate it, and and it strikes me. I mean, for someone that has spent just countless hours talking about this, uh, you have to care about it. You have to like it, right? It's it can't just be a job. Like, what what has drawn you to want to spend so much of your life talking about a very nice, but still a coffee machine, right? <laughs> Tell me, what what draws you <laughs> yeah. into it? Yeah, I, I think it really goes back to to ultimately the roots of the company. We were founded in the 60s by an industrial engineer, Garrett Clement Smith. And his story is really something that we live by today in our factory and really how we go to business in the United States and in Canada. We really do obsess over the fact that we are quality handmade products. We're made in just one factory in the Netherlands. All of those employees have been working there for a very long time. And we really are just obsessive about ultimately making the best of the best coffee maker out there. So it's it's been really a thrilling journey and thrilling ride for sure. Not only for the company, but really just for me in the past seven years being at the company and just understanding what is coffee, what is good coffee, how does Mocha Master play into that, but also just the sustainability piece and understanding that, hey, this is something that someone has handmade and put a lot of care into and we want it to be something that really lasts a lifetime for the end consumer so the mocha master i have in my kitchen was handmade i didn't i did not realize and it was not made in like it was still made in the original factory yep still made in the original factory and uh all of them i've been there several times now it's it's always such a uh a joy to actually walk the floor and see everything as well because it's it's quite frankly a really, really refreshing take on how something is manufactured and made. But yeah, every single one of those is is handmade, hand assembled, and, and hand tested as well before it gets boxed up and then shipped over to the United States. Wow, I did not know that. That's crazy. That distribution and what all of the logistics of that must look like. But but it, it leads me to <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah yeah. It, it kind of leads me to the primary question that I have though in that. My my introduction to the Mocha Master was I had it at a friend's house and I thought they were just mm-hmm. giving me like regular coffee. And I'm not like I like good coffee, but I also don't mind just like, you know, a Mr. Coffee cup of coffee. So that's what I was expecting. And then mm-hmm. it was like crazy different. It was like excellent pour over coffee. And and it was sort of a little bit like uh, paradigm melting. Right. Because that's not what I expect. And so how does it happen? I don't know how much of this is a trade secret. So feel free to just like pump the question away. But like, how does it happen that this beautiful machine makes coffee that tastes so much better yet from an outsider who doesn't understand it, it kind of seems like the same thing, right? Like makes water hot and then pours it through the beans. Like why does it taste so much better than my parents' coffee machine? (sighs) 
I mean, really, the secret comes down to what we call and what the SCA, the Specialty Coffee Association of America, calls the four T's. And so that's four T's are time, turbulence, total dissolved solids, and temperature. Mm. So when you're making quality coffee, when you're really trying to get the actual flavors that the roasters and the growers intended for, mastering every single one of those T's, those four T's, is absolutely crucial. And that's really what the Mocha Master is designed to do. So in regards to the actual brewing process, that copper boiling element gets to the correct temperature of 212 degrees Fahrenheit, which is boiling, which is actually too hot for for coffee-soluble extraction. But by the time the water comes up and gets over onto the coffee grounds through the outlet arm, that temperature is in that perfect range of 196 to 205 degrees Fahrenheit. (laughs) And that, yeah, that is the temperature range that actually extracts all of the coffee solubles. So that's the temperature bit. Now, time is really crucial as well. When you are brewing SCA quality coffee, you want to make sure that the coffee is mirrored with the water or combined with the water for about four to six minutes. That is going to extract all of the solubles out of that coffee. Then it comes down to turbulence, and that is ultimately what's going to be happening in the brew basket itself. Excuse me. There is enough agitation within that brew basket with the water and the way that the brew basket is designed to actually pull all of the coffee solubles out, and then ultimately, again, giving you that that flavor and that profile that that the roaster and the grower really intended for. Wow. And that is also where it comes down to the final T. So we've covered time, we've covered turbulence, and we've covered temperature. Now the last one is TDS, and this is a little bit more geeky. This is total dissolved solids. So total dissolved solids is what is actually in the finished product, in that carafe, and then ultimately in your cup. What that comes down to is the coffee-soluble extractions from that water, your water is going to have about 120 TDS in it if you're using the correct type of water. And that is going to start actually working towards that agitation and that turbulence to extract those coffee solubles to then give you that final product where, again, it's going to give you all of those flavor profiles that the roaster and the grower intended for. Oh. So kind, kind of a long-winded oh, I explanation love around <laughs> Man. <laughs> Yeah, kind of a long-winded explanation around it, but it really comes under the four T's and why we are different than essentially the coffee pot that your your parents had or that you grew up to is a lot of times those coffee makers that we've grown up with, they really don't get to the right temperature. And that's really the most important piece when it comes to brewing coffee is getting to the right temperature to extract the coffee solubles. If it's too hot, it's going to over extract, which can really lead to a bitter, almost sort of like musty tasting coffee. If it's too cold, it'll lead to under extraction. That can lead to really sour acidic notes in the coffee as well. So that's really something that comes into the play of mocha monsters essentially the heart of every single mocha monster is a copper boiling element and we're the only coffee maker on the market that has a genuine copper boiling element that again is all handmade in the netherlands okay so this copper boiling element i've seen a picture of it and it is it's mm-hmm. not you can't see it for those that haven't seen the mocha master you can't see it with your naked eye but i assume it's down in that like 
main tower on the left-hand side of it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's in the housing. Okay. And so essentially, if you're looking at the brewer straight on, you pour the water into the reservoir, mm-hmm. and then the water goes down underneath into that copper boiling element. It boils, it gets to 212 degrees Fahrenheit, and then it just percolates up through that glass tube. So oh, cool. every single Mocha Master is really unique because it doesn't have any single pumps inside of it. All of the huh. boiling and percolation action happens in that copper boiling element. I never realized that because it's um, quiet. That's a crazy mm-hmm. thing is I can set this thing with a quiet house and it is not like all of a sudden I I keep waiting for that. You know, that sound that coffee machines make at the end, that like gurgling sound that, you know, it's done. Mm-hmm. This doesn't, you just look over and it's done. So is that why mm-hmm. is because there isn't a pump pumping the last gasp of water through it. It's just naturally flowing because of the boiling. Yes, and that's really where it comes out to that temperature control as well. Wow. Because every single drop is getting to 212 degrees Fahrenheit, and that's how it can pulsate up naturally, you know that you're getting consistent water temperature throughout the whole entire brew cycle. Because again, as I mentioned with temperature, if it's below or high, then that will give you skewed results. But frankly, if you're brewing at a consistent range, if it's towards that 196 Fahrenheit degree spectrum for two minutes of the brew, and then towards the end of it, it's suddenly 10 degrees warmer, then at the end of the day, you're going to have a carafe that has completely different flavors throughout it. And so that is really where we come into play because, again, no pumps. It makes sure that there's even and consistent temperature throughout the whole process. Man, oh, I can't, you cannot get too nerdy with me on this. This is very exciting. Um, okay, I love this stuff. Um, okay, so so then part of the fascinating piece of it to me is I come to the loving the Mocha Master from a design element too because something is going to be sitting on your kitchen counter and that's real estate where we have people we're entertaining and people come to the kitchen. It's like the heart of, of a home, right? And this thing is beautiful. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the the design elements of it and the the choices that were made in making this so beautiful and not changing it for all of these years? Yeah, thank you very much. That's it's a really great question. When it comes to the design element, ultimately, I quite frankly don't know how to answer how they actually designed it the way that it looks the way it is. Yeah. But to me, the design is so iconic now. It we are a company that again was founded in the Netherlands and we have over 70% market share in some of those European countries. It's so fun to go to actually Europe and to go, yeah. And to go to some of those trade shows because you'll have the products on the trade show floor and someone from a hundred yards away will point at it and they'll be like, Oh, I know that that's, grandma and grandpa's coffee maker or (laughs) i grew up with that coffee maker so the design is really iconic and it it hasn't necessarily changed too much because of how iconic it is not only in europe but growing in the united states we often say that we want it to be eventually like that kitchenaid stand mixer right right kitchenaid stand mixer is such an iconic image and such an iconic design that why mess with it? Why why would we go back and change that when it's been so popular and it's so well received? Wow. And part of that design too, I, I have a deep affinity for things that that are new that are that are old, right? So the, <laughs> I love the fact that a brand new Mocha Master looks as it has, basically unchanged. And I love that 
It's got that kind of retro-y, but also really solid tank-like design. But I'm also mm-hmm. aware of what it doesn't have, what which is like a clock or a t- or mm-hmm. a timer, right, to have it go the next morning. I love that, and I don't know why, but I love that. But I also know, knowing you all, that it must have been it's it's not like you haven't thought of adding a clock to these things before. So t- take me inside why there isn't a lot of the modern conveniences and trappings of a of a coffee machine. Simply put, elegance is simplicity, and ultimately, <laughs> what it comes down to, right? Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, what it comes down to is I remember the the first couple of months again working in that customer service side. I would go to our CEO. I'd go to other people on the management team and say, hey, you know, we need to automate this thing and and really think about what we're we're doing for the next cycle of our product life cycle. But the way I was sat down and taught and understand standing the product and understanding what it takes to make quality coffee. You know, if you put the water into the actual coffee maker overnight, or if you grind your coffee and put your coffee in overnight. I can understand the the charm and the simplicity of having yeah. that coffee as soon as you wake up in the morning. But frankly, that wouldn't be quality coffee. The water would be quite frankly stale and the coffee could be stale as well. And that mm. really leads to a poor quality cup of coffee. So it's why we don't have any sort of timers or any sort of fancy gadgets and gadgets on there because we're really quite frankly obsessed with the one and most important thing in our mind is making sure that the end consumer gets the true flavors of the coffee that the roasters and the growers intended for. Man. Yeah. And you can taste it and feel it. And I, I like it. I like less things to break. I like things. I like that. It doesn't beep. I feel like everything mm-hmm. in a kitchen beeps. I love that. It's just a quiet thing that does something with excellence. And I'm not going to lie to you. I do sometimes preload it up the night before if I know it's going to be an early morning. <laughs> and I'm so sorry, but it is. But it's still like I just mash on that button and I have incredible coffee. It's still way better. I know it's I know it's I know that probably pains you to hear me say that, but it's still super quick. Um, I love it. <laughs> That's OK. I'm sorry. That's OK. I've I've, I've heard it all. I, I, know. I totally get it. I hear, where, I hear where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing that struck strikes me about it is i love things that last and this thing is built like a little tank um and this really isn't a a commercial i just love this and i can't get enough of it and one of the reasons is because of its simplicity and because it's so solid and it it strikes me that as a business model you (laughs) you are not going to sell me a a kbgv select every three years because it breaks i will like i mean i've seen old mocha masters in people's kitchens um what take me inside the like the thinking behind and the business model behind making something that is just so, so durable. Yeah. You know, a fun point to that, to that old in people's kitchens. Yeah. When I was working in that customer service side, I remember having a conversation with someone where they called in and then they said, Hey, you know, I've just got a couple of questions about my coffee maker and we're chatting. And ultimately they come to tell me that they've actually had their mocha master for over 30 years. That's nuts, man. And to that day, yeah, to that day it was, it was working like a tank. Really what it comes down to though is we want this to be a sustainable product. We want this to be a product that you're proud to have on your shelf or you're proud to have on your countertop. And it's something that's really built to last. We don't want it to be something that is completely flipped out every couple of years because quite frankly, not great for the environment, but also why make a quality product if at the end of the day, it's just really gonna last for a couple of years to us. 
and to our founder, Gary Clement Smith, that really is not quality. Mm. So that's why we back every single one of our Mocha Masters with a five-year warranty. And truly, even after that, it's something that is supposed to last so much longer than that. There really isn't a ton of maintenance and upkeep to it. You just need to descale it once every three, pardon me, once every three months or 100 brew cycles. Mm -hmm. That's really the only sort of maintenance and upkeep that you need to do with it. I've had my coffee maker, my Moku Monster, for about seven years now, and I use it religiously. But frankly, nothing really has could or ever really goes wrong with it because I do that descaling. Yeah. We also have a really fantastic policy here in the United States. And I, I've looked at tons of other consumer product goods, tons of other brands. I've personally dealt with laptops and all these things that need to go in and re get repairs. But I think that truly we have something special when it comes to our repair facility and repair policy. So again, we cover everything by that five-year warranty. If it's got a manufactured defect or something along those lines, we will cover it under that warranty at no charge to the consumer. If, again, we'd look back to that 30-year-old brewer that that customer had, if they were like, hey, you know what? It just isn't working anymore. We would say, hey, you know what? Send it in. We'll inspect it. We'll take a look at it. We will try to repair it. If we can't, for some reason, then we'll certainly come to some sort of economical agreement where we can figure this out. But 99.9% .9 of the times, we can get these Mocha Masters repaired in our repair facility. We do it for a $59 fee or $99 if it's something that's really, really big and a uh, big sort of lift in labor, yeah. but that's the highest it goes is $99. And quite frankly, our team that, that runs that program here in the United States is, is obsessed with getting them in and out in better shape than they were received in about 48 hours. We know how <laughs> much of a process it's, we know it's a huge deal for, for the end consumer is to, Hey, you know, I'm going to be without my coffee maker. We want to make that as quick and painless as possible. I, I've sent my laptop in and sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's back. I forgot about it because it's been months before right. it gets repaired. We don't want that ever for our end consumers. So that's why they strive to get these in and out in about 24 to 48 hours. It's a really remarkable program. And it also and it's a point that you don't you know, you've done the speech a million times, I'm sure. But like the price point of this is not what you would expect if you're going into your local, you know, uh, Walmart and buying a, a Mr. Coffee. But you're also buying something that the the hope is is that you're not rebuying this every few years like you are buying something that's going to sit on your countertop for a long time and so there there is part of it that is just like you have this incredible quality and then you have this company standing behind it okay this really isn't a commercial yeah. even though it's turned into just a great infomercial <laughs> and i don't even care i love mine i'm happy it's on my countertop and i love it when people find out about things that uh, i get obsessed about now i want to just close this by saying you all have done something very cool and uh, you are going to send a Mocha Master to someone in the Doing the Best We Can audience. First of all, are you sure you want to do that? Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, okay, Absolutely. okay. So the the way we're going to do it is uh, if folks forward the newsletter, we'll I'll do all the details later, but if folks forward the newsletter and follow Mocha Master on Instagram and Twitter, they will be entered to win the, it's a silver KGBV select, the exact same one that I have which is amazing. Can you tell, talk to people real quick about this specific one? Like how, what's, how much does it hold? How much does it make all that good stuff? Yeah. So it's, it's the, the KBGV Mocha Moss Select is our newest model. 
it's a really unique model because we are the only coffee maker that is SCA certified to brew a full 40 ounces or a half amounts, 20 ounces, both at SCA certification levels. <laughs> so you would simply just toggle on and off that switch uh, on next to the hot plate that has the half indicator and the full indicator. <laughs> and that will give you SCA quality coffee at half the amounts or at that full amount. So it's a really, really incredible product. And I think uh, it's really exciting to know that your listeners will be really in in the running to uh, to win one. I also love that switch because it's an indicator of how my night went. So like if it's a full, I'm like, oh no, I got to flip the switch. This is a full coffee morning, full pot morning or no, this is a Monday. This is a Monday Monday flip for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, I'll give everybody the details, but man, I just appreciate your obsessiveness and your generosity. And I appreciate you coming on and just explaining this to me. I love, love, love getting into this kind of stuff. So thank you so much, Will. Hey, thank you so much. We love it too. We're always, always open to chat. Even if you don't have a Mocha Master, give our customer service a call. <laughs> they would love to chat with you and love to love to bring you over to the side of actually getting a Mocha Master one day as well. But thank you very much, Eddie. Truly Thanks, do man. appreciate your time. Oh, of course. And continued success, Will. Thanks so much. How cool is Will? I so appreciate him nerding out with me about the Mocha Master and about coffee. Um, I hope you get to win one. Here's how you do it. First of all, there is a link in the show notes that says, go to this link. That link will take you to uh, the uh, website where this week's specific uh, newsletter is. Maybe you've never seen the newsletter. This show is also a newsletter. Surprise! It'll take you to the newsletter. And in that newsletter, you're going to see a little section of the newsletter that says uh, Obsessions. And in that Obsessions, we talk a little bit about this giveaway. And there are very specific links. All you got to do to enter is three things. And it should take moments. The first thing is to click and tell your friend about doing the best we can. Uh, This doesn't automatically sign them up. This just purely gives me your friend's email. And in total transparency, I am going to send them an email in the next week that's like, hello, welcome to doing the best we can. If you'd like to subscribe, we'd love to have you. Like, that's it. Uh, And hopefully you'll feel that it is actually worthwhile content for them. So number one, follow me. No, not follow me. Number one, subscribe. Number two, follow Mocha Master on Twitter. Number three, follow Mocha Master on Instagram. I will pick a winner by next week. All of the terms and conditions, even the legally ones, are all in that newsletter. So just go there. Uh, It'll be a lot easier than putting it all here. But just go there. You'll read about it. We'll get to pick a winner. And yay, someone's going to win one. And if you don't win, first of all, I'm sorry. Second of all, uh, like, I hope you get one. I hope you find ways, even if it's not, I don't know even if it's not a mocha master i hope you find ways to delight your senses i hope you get yourself some good tea go outside in the cold sit by a campfire all of those lovely things i'm glad you were here today thank you for being a part of this as always thank you to the great uncle jimmy for editing the newsletter you can go to eddiecoffolds.com if you have any feedback and with that i will leave you I'm already hard at work on next week's doing the best we can, and I cannot wait to see you then. Bye-bye.